0: Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. Three days have now passed since an Arab killed seven Jews in Jerusalem. Soon the shooting will fade from memory, it almost already has, and everyone will resume worrying about their personal affairs. Until the next terrorist attack, that is. After the next terror attack, everyone will once again express their shock and outrage. Many will head to Twitter and complain about how evil the Arabs are. They will grow indignant at anyone who supports the Arab cause. Their tweets of outrage will get hundreds of likes. And then the days will pass, and everyone again will return to their daily affairs. It apparently never occurs to these outraged, proud Jews that Israel is just as much to blame for these murders as the Arabs are. If you let a child molester sleep in your home, you shouldn't be surprised if you wake up to learn that your child was molested. And if after your child was molested, you're crazy enough to continue letting the molester sleep in your home, who's really to blame if your child is molested again, you or the molester? Of course, the molester is the one who did the deed but you were the one who gave the molester the opportunity to do the deed. You could have prevented it, but you didn't. Nothing I'm saying is new. Rabbi Meir Kahana said the very same thing 35 years ago. Heaven help us. Here's what he wrote. Every Jew who is murdered in the land is murdered not only by the Arab who wields the knife or gun or rock. He is murdered by the silent partner, the Jewish leadership that allowed the intolerable situation to continue by refusing to take the necessary steps to save Jewish lives. Concerning the law in the Torah that upon finding a murdered Jew whose murderer is unknown, the elders of the nearest town must come to the site of the murder and proclaim, Our hands did not shed this blood, the rabbis ask, Does anyone then suspect the elders of having shed this blood? Of course not. What the elders say is that we did everything possible to ensure that the murdered Jew would be safe and not endangered. Can the Israeli government truly say that? Can it stand up before heaven and its own Jewish citizens and proclaim that it did everything possible to save Jewish lives? Of course not. They are partners to the murder of Jews. It's very easy to get mad at the Arabs. They're killing us. But the reason they're killing us is no mystery. They think we stole their land, plain and simple. And they will do everything in their power to get that land back. We can complain all day long about their use of terror to get that land. But the fact of the matter is, That terror is simply a tactic of war. It's a tactic that we ourselves used in the 1930s. The Irgun targeted civilians. For that matter, so did America and so did England during World War II. These two countries killed 400,000 innocent German civilians in World War II. America killed an additional 100,000 civilians in the bombing of Tokyo in March 1945, and another 150,000 five months later when it dropped two atom bombs on Japan. One can actually make the case, by the way, that innocent Israeli civilians are far less innocent than German and Japanese civilians were during World War II. After all, the Japanese and German people did not live in democracies during the war. They had no direct say in the national policy of their countries. Israelis do. They vote. If they choose, they can elect representatives who will hand the Arabs everything they want. They choose not to, which means they're guilty. My point isn't that Jews should be killed. I'm a Jew, not an Arab. I want our side to win, not theirs. But the way to win isn't by complaining about Arab terror. I believe terror is a moral war tactic. But supposing I'm wrong, who cares? Suppose everyone agreed that terrorism was immoral. Then what? The Arabs are still killing us. Winning the argument won't end the killing. Besides, would anyone be happier if the Arabs stopped killing civilians and only started killing Israeli soldiers? Would you say, great, we've won. Now that the Arabs have stopped killing civilians, I can go home and sleep peacefully. No, of course you wouldn't. Of course we wouldn't. The whole discussion is absurd. What matters is that the Arabs are shooting at us and that we are dying. And the only question is, what are we going to do about it? Well, luckily we have this thing called the IDF. And luckily for us, the IDF is considered the fourth most powerful army in the entire world. We have fighter jets. We have submarines. We have tanks. We even have atom bombs. What do the Arabs have? Machine guns and some ineffectual short-range rockets. That's it. In other words, we can crush Arab terror if we want to. We choose not to. So who's really to blame for the murder of those seven Jews on Friday? The Arabs or the Israeli government that refuses to use the army that God gave it to win this 100-year war on Zionism? Normal nations fight until the enemy surrenders unconditionally. Ulysses S. Grant was sometimes called Unconditional Surrender Grant because he wouldn't accept anything less than that from the South. Unconditional Surrender sounds harsh, but it's actually the most humane way of ending a war. Once a people knows it has been soundly defeated, it makes peace with reality, and actually stops hating its enemy. That's why, for example, Japan and Germany were essentially best friends with the United States almost immediately after World War II ended. You would think they would hate us for the next 100 years for what we did to them, But they didn't, and they don't. The only way Arab terror against Jews in Israel will end is with an overwhelming brutal offensive that ends with white sheets and white undershirts hanging from the window of every single Arab building in Gaza and the West Bank. After that, a ceremony should be organized at which the leaders of Hamas, Fatah, Islamic Jihad and all the rest are forced to sign an agreement of unconditional surrender, after which every Arab fighter surrenders his weapons. I imagine that should be sufficient to scare the Israeli Arabs into submission as well. But if it isn't, Israel can do the same thing to them too. It's enough. Enough Jews have died. No more. Jews in the Jewish state should be safe from being killed by Jew haters. So we have a choice now. We can continue to whine or we can elect to win. And whether we win or not is in our hands. So next time there's a terror attack, and there will be another terror attack, take all of your righteous anger and direct it not at the Arab murderers, but at the Israeli government, which can end Arab terror, but chooses not to.